Bing Crosby, supposedly, one of the reasons why he was so famous and he did so well on the radio is because he had a voice that actually sounded good on the AM stations, you know? Yeah, and so it just carried over better, and you're just the reverse of that. Where I sound horrible on AM? You just sound horrible on the speaker. I just sound horrible. (laughs) (laughs) So the reverse of Bing Crosby. I think Brady Bunch was worth it. Yeah. I did have a need a scoot in. I did have a little bit of a crush on on uh, Marsha. No, on the other the one. mother, the the mother of the maid, and uh, no, the maid. The maid didn't do that one for me. <laughs> the mother maybe, but didn't like her hairstyle. No, actually, no, she wasn't. I mean, that, she had the that eyebrows. That fifties hairstyle really bothers me. We're not recording 70s. right now, are we? Is it 70s? <laughs> always recording. Yeah, we're always recording. I get ooh, let me yeah. open this up. Yeah. Yeah. Crack your crack your cold Shh. one. Okay, hold on a second. <sighs> Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult. The only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Dawn, and Nathan, and Thor. Today, we're talking about the FLDS, Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, or Fundamental Latter-day Saints movement, as I've seen them call themselves in, in documentaries. <clears throat> that sounds interesting. That is such a marketing move. The ma- assistant to the <laughs> ra- regional president or assistant to the regional manager and then assistant regional manager, uh-huh. kind of like in the office. You ever watch that? <laughs> assistant yeah. to the regional manager. <laughs> you know, you're <laughs> so these guys have been in the news quite a bit the past few years. Well, yeah, exactly. So in 2000, uh, 2006... Warren Jeffs was on the FBI's 10 most wanted list Mm -hmm. um, for tax evasion, for uh, sexual misconduct with minors. He was a he was a polygamist and and a number of his wives. He married under 18. What does that mean to be on the the 10 most wanted FBI list? Does that mean they're like, oh, okay, we've we've got to find this guy because he's probably pretty easy to find, isn't he? No, he wasn't. Really? <laughs> yeah, they, he right. was. He All was right. off for quite a while. They, you know, he had a lot of money. He had supporters. He was we'll probably fun. touch on this, but he had a cache of cell phones with him, when all sorts of money, oh, a lot of money, money. different IDs. Did are you going to cover? I'm, so I think we each have a different piece of the story, okay. <laughs> and, and I think between us that uh, we're, we're going to cover a lot. <laughs> between us, we'll come up with something that's wrong, and but we'll, it, we'll make up something that's better than the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that as he was walking, one of the three Nephites? <laughs> um, uh, that's Mormon mythology, guys. Mormon mythology. Oh no, no doubt. And Mormon fundamentalism. We could we could do an episode on a dozen different offshoots of fundamentalist Mormonism. Yeah, there's there's just so much so much that happened in in LDS Church history with disputes over authority, different people claiming their own revelation, uh, different teachings that were taught in the early days that 
some groups broke off from when uh, church leadership decided they needed to go a different way. So the offshoots are claiming we hold the keys to this law of heaven or whatever, and that's their, that's the thing that they claim they're, is their their stick. Their stick. Yeah. Their do claim most to, to divinity. Do most of them that are offshoots are most of them like polygamy is a big part of it. Yeah. yeah, I would say most of them there there are though the community of Christ the reorganized LDS Church in Missouri is does not claim that. Is this the one that Martha, not Martha, sorry, um, Emma. Emma, Emma Smith? Yeah, Emma and her son, and this yeah. this is they claim their authority by lineage because yeah. Emma left with. Um, Joseph Smith's son. Her son. Well, I thought it was interesting that parallels between, so we were talking about Muslim fund- fundamentalism and how a lot of the issues towards the first part of their church was where the power resides, whether it was his top guy, like a, the top general, or not general, but whatever that, the next next in line in authority or his son. Pretty much to any time there's been a major spiritual movement, there have been splinter groups. Um, except for in Christianity. No, yeah, except oh, for that. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no splinter there's groups only, there. There's only one Christian group. <laughs> Faith, yeah, yes. Faith, uh-huh. yeah. All the others are not Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the point. Um, and FLDS was one of, the, one of the more numerous groups who have broken off and claimed that when the, during, when the, during the manifesto and... and it, like 1890-something, uh, that mm-hmm. Wilford Woodruff delivered, signaled the end of polygamy among the, the Latter-day Saint movement. Many established polygamist families became worried that this, you know, you're breaking up a family, that's never easy. Um, even if it's a unique family, you know, it's, it's normal for them. Hard, that's yeah. how they grew up. Later on, even, there was a second manifesto that not only discouraged polygamy, but signaled that it would be a criminal act. Now, they had to do this because uh, to try to get into as a state. Right. And so they're, they are complying with all of these people who are worried that the LDS or the Mormons are just out there practicing polygamy willy-nilly. Everyone was worried about that. So to be a state, mm-hmm. we had to... Yeah, that's yeah. part and of the it. Federal, also, the federal government was cracking down mm-hmm. on They were on going it. to send people in to take us out. They, they, there were many, uh, uh, the church, uh, the Mormon church leaders in jail and stuff like that because of polygamy. So the whole structure was starting to fall apart. There was a crackdown mm-hmm. on polygamous families. And if you didn't want to be arrested for having a family that included multiple moms, you had to flee, and many of them fled to Mexico. Mexico. They weren't getting rid of all the polygamists. I thought that they could keep their wives or whatever that they had, but they could not have gay anymore. That's what I thought too. So, it was basically we're not performing anymore. Yeah. So the, the whole thing of like you're going to tear, tear apart our families, just I don't buy it. Because but it was it was not more is more tear apart our way of life. Wasn't also it became against the law to practice it. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to go places where it was easy to get away from law enforcement, whether it yeah. was on the state border where they could cross over and not be subject to one state's laws or, or, the other. or something like mm-hmm. that. So this sounds like a whole bunch of people who just kind of wanted to get out of the way and be left alone. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Under the leadership of Lauren C. Woolley in 1929, they began to form a movement 
in March 1929, the Council of Friends was formed. <laughs> and that's that's the origin of the FLDS church. Do they do they think that their line of authority, because I know that was big to to a lot of those first churches, did it, they say it came directly from Joseph Smith? Well, they trace it. Yes, they do. They trace it through John Taylor. And they claim that John Taylor received a revelation to pass those keys to the leader among their group. Over time, they created more... I mean, I, I don't, I don't know all the history of this, but there were different people who who took who took leadership between John Woolley and the present day. The most recent one in our in our lifetimes was uh, Rulin Jeffs. So Rulin Jeffs is the father of our notorious uh, Warren Jeffs, and he had uh, a number of wives. He led the group until his death in, what was it, 1985? At that time, or up until that time, Warren Jeffs was the principal at Alta Academy. He was in Utah. Mm-hmm. And he was known as kind of a taskmaster. He he really loved enforcing rules. But was that school or was that place, it was kind of for polygamists, right? Right, yeah. So he, he was a principal of Alta Academy until his father's death. At the time of Rule and Jeff's death, Warren told his father's wives, I'm only going to tell you one thing, and that you should continue to live as if Rulin was still alive, that he's in the, in the next room or something like that. Really soon after that, he told them that they have to be his own wives. So he took his father's wives. Was one of them his mother? Good question. I didn't get that detail. <laughs> it feels very uh, David-esque from the <laughs> Old Testament. Yeah. yeah. It, it, one of his sons who t- wanted to take over basically did that, if I recall. Mm-hmm. He took his wives. I think it's also a way to consolidate power. Like, okay, it couldn't mm-hmm. have been any of the other wives' kids. Now I'm your, your daddy. No, no, I'm your, I'm the father figure, and it consolidated power to Warren. Was there a power struggle at all before he took over, or was he kind of like the second in command? I, I think his dad placed him in in second in, in command. Okay, yeah. so I think so. He was it was kind of like to be the, okay. the next. He was never as charismatic as Ruland. Yeah, he was, he's kind of dorky looking. Ruland looked more like a like a real leader, and Warren was. You know, kind of gangly, but Warren definitely wanted to be leader. From the accounts of of his children who have left, he was very strict and would would sometimes fly into fits of passion where he would fling his ch- children across the room. He was very abusive. And this is this is Warren. This is Warren. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that's typical of a, a con- someone that cannot lose control. All right, they like they feel like they have to have control, and, ultimate control. Yeah, and feel and someone who feels like they don't and oh, yeah. is trying to trying to maintain it through violence mm-hmm. because they don't feel like they can hold on to it. Sure, know, through normal means. And mm-hmm. and he was also really quick to excommunicate anyone who spoke out against him. I, yeah, I, I heard the same thing. A lot of excommunication, a lot of uh, breaking up of families that went on. Uh, redistributing people's wives and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Exercises of power. This seems to be like a common, is motif the right word? Yeah. Uh, a common, common theme. Common theme for a cult that has polygamists in it. 
in, well, I, in Mormonism, but, just because but in bef- Mormonism. Yeah. Was a big well, deal but beginning. before, I, that wasn't happening a whole lot. I mean, you know. In, uh, before what? Like his dad, was, oh, I hear, man. didn't do that. Would you, you consider know? it a cult during his dad's time now? That's the, that's the thing. I don't know. I, I totally kind of would. You would you, yeah. anything with polygamy as a cult? No, they, no, they no, had, no. They had membership of like twenty seven hundred people back when, not necessarily just their. I, I know you days, want to say the good modern, old days, more back, modern days, even back when America was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back before Warren was arrested. Now, I think that when it isn't about God, it's about the personality. It's hard to totally define that, but when it becomes this person, like Roland mm-hmm. or Warren or whoever that is, then it's um, kind of cult. then it, if it's about them, not they may profess to believe in God, but it's you're not saved unless he's on your side, kind mm-hmm. of thing, or he approves what you've been doing. It's that's when it's cult. So it's, when this first started, though, it was a council, right? So it you might are you saying it might not have been a cult then, but it kind of headed that way. Yeah, it was a. Sp- a splinter, it was a splinter religion when well, it started. Of course, some people think that Mormonism in and of itself is a cult. I so think you well, but then you have to call any religion Early a Christianity. Yeah. I think anything at one time, any that any would, religion could have been, could be defined as a cult. Cult. Definitely early We're, Christianity. In fact, it was. It was considered a Judaism cult, you know, a cult, a, totally. a Jewish cult. And it's not necessarily a pejorative, you know, not saying that it's a bad thing or a good thing. It's just that... That's just the classification. Well, ultimately, we get For to us? decide what's a cult and what isn't. Like, nobody <laughs> else gets to decide that. That's our, that's mm-hmm. what we're here for. We're yeah. here to inform other people that this is, in fact, a cult. And when it became a cult, it's up to us, not anyone else. Mm. All, so, all other definitions no longer apply. If you don't agree with me, then you will be excommunicated. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a good, good authoritarian stance. There it is. Stance. There it is. All right. And now the sign of the week, secret signs to pay attention to so you know who's a member and who needs to be. If you hear someone singing Against All Odds uh, by Phil Collins under their breath, you will know they are a member of the cult. Yeah. Take a look at me now. Take a look at me now. And just seeing that proves I am a member this week. There's just an empty space. Come on, guys. There's nothing left here to remind me. Just the memory of your face. (laughs) That's the song, guys. That's it. So, so yeah, he he excommunicated a lot of people, and and many people were just male teenagers. They they weren't necessarily even out of line, but he would watch for mistakes to give them an excuse to take them out. Because in order to live polygamy, you have to have more women than men, and there were just as many sons as as daughters. So you got to do something about those extra sons, the ones that didn't quite fit in. So they were cast out. They were lost. Have, have you seen that? There's a documentary. St. George. There's a documentary called Sons of Perdition. It was, actually, it was produced by someone that graduated from our high school, um, Pleasant Grove High School, Pleasant Grove, Utah. Uh, Tyler Meesom, I think, is his mm-hmm. name. Um, but he, he did a whole documentary on these people who were kicked out as these teenagers. Sons, yeah. And they were, mm-hmm. yeah, sons. 
and it was because they did something, little things wrong, they were caught on and then kicked out of the community and they're all outside like, okay, our parents can't talk to us anymore. And what happens to those kids right. that, yeah, it's, it was pretty, pretty eye-opening. And from their perspective, they're, they not, are not only cut off from their family, but they're cut off from heaven. Like they're damned. And that's terrifying. That's like soul crushing. Don't ask me how I know. It was already, you know, experiencing a lot of strain under that kind of rule. And on, on top of that, there were very young daughters that were married off by Warren to other, you know, faithful men in the community. And some of whom he had his way with and told them, God said, that you need to be my wife. They were they were minors. They were under 18, some, some as, as young as 14. He kind of gave them out as as rewards for being loyal to him. And mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this guy agrees with me all the time in church, and he gives money to the church, and so we're going to reward him with another wife. She's going to be a young one. Like, he right. was, he used him that way. So, Warren, yeah, he had his, he had problems, and he had, uh, but he had 70 wives, um, and the, uh, he had a lot of a lot of enemies, not just, you know, from the outside, but I, I think mainly from people who had been expelled, who knew things about him, um, probably tipped off the FBI and authorities, and got the ball rolling for his arrest. So he he was arrested uh, with seven plus charges of of indecent activity, including uh, incest and sexual conduct with minors in Arizona and Texas and some with some in Utah. They had like a like a temple out in the middle of nowhere and they had some weird stuff go on in that temple. He had 70 wives. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. That's a gracious plenty. That, like Maybe. hold on a second. I I'm I'm calling what the hell? Like, do you really need that many women? You can't even sleep with that many women. No, but, so is that going like, to be on the where things went wrong part there? Listen, no, <laughs> we're, we're past where things went wrong. I mean, come on. This is, it's full on gluttony, but it's, you can't even, there's no way you can keep up with that. Are you going to deny blessings of these, to these women <laughs> who have had, who want to be married to him? Listen. Are you I, the one that's going to do that? I, I am not. Like, if I were the prophet, I would not be like, oh, I'm. you You were just blessed to be in my presence. Like, that's not even a prophet. That's like being like, I am deity right You have there. to be like an ego, egomaniac. And, and that's when you get into, yes, yeah. this, this was a cult. You're right. With, with, with it, this that. definitely with, with Warren, it was definitely a cult. Because mm-hmm. you are blessed to be in my presence. Yeah. You, right. everything about me. It's about him so he's in jail right now he is in jail right now for a life sentence plus 20 years is he still running his church the church yes they're a lot smaller than they used to be and the lands the trust that his father gave to him of that hundreds and hundreds of acre plot were were given to ex-members and now all of the followers of Warren Jeff, the faithful followers, are only there under the graces of the ex-members, and they hate that. And the ex-members have moved in to some of the old houses, and there's, there's bitter strife among them. 
Uh, some of the things that Warren has dictated from being in jail are some of his worst commandments to the church. Like, I want uh, men to stop sleeping with their wives. Or That's a commandment? It was. I'm not sure if it still is, but it had been. And then I want, I don't want children, because I'm in this situation, I don't want children to play with play with toys. Just get rid of all those things. And he's had commandments where it's wow. been like so intrusive on the lives of his followers that it's just, it's been more and more difficult to be uh, a member. And they've kind mm -hmm. of become, it's kind of like he's like maniacal beforehand, but now maybe even evil, even more so. Do we want to get to the good? Oh, let's see. It was... Are we, are we done with him? I don't know. Well, um, he's in jail, and he's going to be in jail for the rest of his life, and, and then 20 years after that. <laughs> he was picked up with... He was in a vehicle. He had been, like, like going around from different, uh, different hotel rooms and safe houses and people who were kind of... Uh, sympathetic. Sympathetic to the cause, but he had false identities... Cell phones he would use, like... Are all of his wives, his 70 wives, still married to him? I guess it's no different now, because they weren't all sleeping out with them. I, I mean, no. If, if not I was, to say... If not I to was say, in that yeah. predicament right now, I have to admit, I'd be, I'd be shopping for other splinter groups. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm talking I, about? I definitely would. I, I would be I, like, hmm. If I, I would probably have, I mean, tops 30... One, you know, <laughs> wives, because then one for every day of the of the month, and then some months have thirty one days. Anyway, so Warren was was arrested in Clark County, County Nevada, because the highway troopers could not see the temporary license plates on his car. That I've heard that the way to get by that is to put a big "just married" uh, sign <laughs> behind your car, mm -hmm. and that way. You know, it hides the license plate, so. Huh. He would have had the just married for 30 years. <laughs> and it would have been true. <laughs> he could have just had it engraved. I'm just married again. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. it's always a honeymoon with him. Imagine <laughs> being one of, the, one of the 70 wives and how, that, oh, no. how difficult that would be. Oh, Listen, be I mean, I know not all women like to have sex, but... Like, honestly, some of them all maybe once like a year, not all guys either, you know, whatever. But honestly, like, there's, like, the intimacy, it would be almost like... Almost zero. Almost zero intimacy whatsoever. Like, maybe you'd have it maybe a, a week, a, a year at most. And, and then only the good-looking ones. Yeah, And then exactly. only the good-looking ones, exactly. I'm sure his, his mom's... I mean, they probably... Yeah, it was it was just in name only. I, well, we, I, we I'm guessing, help. I'm hoping. Okay. This yeah, inspired a lot of porn films, just so you guys know. <laughs> At least 70 now. <laughs> Imagine being like the, oh, this is my, this is my week or this is my day, April 13th or whatever, whatever that day is. And I mean, that would just be yeah. rough. Yeah, it'd be hard. Guys. I think we need to be uplifted a little bit. Shall we hear some words from Ronaldo? Rutzel, that's called a big one. Again, it is the legend. Inspirational sayings from our beloved leader, Ronaldo DiCaprio. Uh, from the collected quotes from Ronaldo, 
DiCaprio, Volume 7, Verse 13. If you do not visit museums, you become the museum. That's particularly wise. That is interesting. Oh, my. That is. Isn't that deep? deep. Wow. Thank you, Ronaldo. And thank you, Nathan, for sharing that one. I think that's one of my favorites. I've read it. I've read that volume a lot. And I have to say that that's the one that touches me the most. What if I'm lonely and. And I just want people to visit and appreciate me. You become the exhibit. <laughs> but <laughs> you become the exhibit. But the only one looking at the exhibit exhibit is yourself. And yeah. it's really hard on people to see. I think you should become the exhibit every once in a while. Yeah, examine I, yourself. I, I don't know if becoming a museum is necessarily a bad thing. I don't think visiting not visiting museums is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's that goes that goes deep. That's that an I think that's both ways. That yeah. that does. The good, the bad, and the culty. And now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they went wrong. The good, the bad, and the culty. Uh, good. What's good? You know what? For years, they were quiet and kept out of the way. Mm-hmm. And if you have beliefs that are not mainstream, I think that's probably a really dang good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Let me yeah. stay under the radar. Stay yeah. under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. And treat your members well. Yes. <laughs> if, you're, if you have to cast off a bunch of the boys because they're... Because you you need to marry all the girls, then at least give them a purpose, or or maybe send them on missions to get their own wives. Yeah, you know? that's what you do. Proselyte. Yes. You know? Oh man. Yeah. That's yes, that's what he it. should have done. You have to find your first two wives. I mean, yeah. it, it also might have been like these guys are competition. Like I don't no, want them no, to steal was. away. Anyway. No, it was absolutely competition. So, but yeah. also, and it wasn't just his wives. It was the wife the the wives of the other. You know, men who were who were in his good graces that they were competing for. In the National Geographic article that I re- that I read about this, believe it or not, this was years ago when it was on. The author felt they were basically widowing out any, any kind of any aggression, any, any aggression, right. any kind of rebellion, anything at all. Hmm. And so, what you were left with were people lap dogs. Were, were yeah. La- yeah, were yeah. were men who were very. Passable, easily, submissive, submissive, exactly, Mm -hmm. willing to go along with whatever. And that's what the author thought was uh, one of the reasons why they did it. Uh, Well, obviously, because you have to have a higher women to to men ratio. But but that's what they were getting is they were getting the the ones that would be passive Mm -hmm. and be okay with. Get rid rid of the troublemakers. Exactly. But you're not keeping the right, maybe not keeping the right ones. If you do that, you're keeping the ones that know you. Maybe you don't have leadership qualities. You don't want le- guys with leadership qualities. Because- you only need one with leadership qualities. Yeah. Just yeah. Like select yeah. him and treat him well. But I think this is this goes into the bad because whenever you don't have other people that, that can question you and help you progress, you stay stagnant and the same and even digress. And that's what he did. I mean, like. Honestly, just getting rid of people, you're first creating enemies, like Thor was saying, push them off. Push them off to find more people to bring them in. If you honestly believe it's true, and you're not just a horn dog and want 70 wives, then bring people in, because that's what the true church of God would do. He'd be like, teach people about the word, not let's just hold off and keep it to ourselves. 
That's what we're doing. We're teaching you guys we know the right way, okay? (laughs) We know the right way. (laughs) Listen to us. I think another thing that they they did, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but they you need a line of succession of succession. Like, okay, if when one person dies, then this is the next person. And they have they had that. I that's I don't with our uh, cult though. Because Ronaldo's dead. No, but he's leading in spirit. (laughs) Yeah, he's always leading. This is uh, the good cult is a really good example of a necrocracy. The nice cult. The the nice cult. I I haven't heard of the good cult. Yeah, that's what I meant. But a necrocracy where it is led by someone who is dead. Okay, okay. you're right. So that's never going to change. So Ronaldo is always going to be in charge. It's it's more of a trapezoid scheme. Uh (laughs) I don't think that you should ever have a hereditary rule. I think that's the worst way to do it. You can get a couple generations that go pretty good, but but sooner or later, you're going to get Mm -hmm. someone that's bad. And because it's hereditary, it's like there's no way out. They can't vote a new person in, you know, things like that. It's it's going to be bad no matter what. So Mm -hmm. never hereditary rule. Sorry, guys. It's bad, bad, bad. So when we as the, you know, as the leadership of the nice cult. Uh, pass away. Where 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 does this go to? Who does it go to our kids? Well, you know? no, it will not go to my. I don't even think that I'm going to allow my kid to be our a member of my cult. <laughs> goes to our listeners. Okay, mm. so we'll, we'll discuss. We'll we'll get more into that as yeah, we that, go along. Okay, yeah, uh, we're we're still relative. We're not ex- unless we're expecting someone to die here real quick. But this will be. We will. Um, we will spell out the line of succession. Um. And, and uh, in a further in a further mandate later okay. on. That sounds good. Should all of us be at the same place at the same time? If something <laughs> should happen <laughs> at this location, the bunker we now broadcast from, well, you know, the whole leadership would be taken out. It and so be. we may want to have like a designated survivor, like I, they do with I, the. I think so with the president. If they do, like they do with the president of the United States. Until, so we have I one person in a I think separate bunker. Something. Yeah. What if what if Ronaldo reaches out beyond the grave and picks someone? Is that going to happen? Is that likely? Uh, I, I don't know. We'll have to talk with him about that it. Someone thinks that. Yeah, but <laughs> we we want you to know now. Ronaldo has not said that he's going to do that for anyone. So if you hear anything that supposedly came from Ronaldo and it was not from one of us, the four founding members, um, plus Ronaldo the fifth, but whatever, it is not true. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yep. If he didn't say it, then it's up to us. Yeah. We'll, we will put it on a web on the website. <laughs> Building a cult. And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. Polygamy is off the table, right? Everyone agrees. Yeah, Polygamy is off, off the, the table. table. Line of succession. Off we, the table. No, line of succession we need to have. Well, yeah, but not family members. Not family members. Okay. That's another thing. Not necessarily thing, family members. I, I don't think in our cult we should do anything that's illegal. Yeah. So there you go. That, that's just silly. Why? Why would you do that? Why? Why would you paint a target on yourself? Especially if you're a cult, you want to keep yourself under the radar. Touched by Ronaldo.
Stories from around the world of how Ronaldo has touched each one of us in that special way. So, <laughs> I'm getting this from, uh, let's see, emails that we've been getting. It starts out, it says, please read this in the Western style. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see, I'll, I'll try it, though. You okay? have to speak it with Who is like the owl? Okay. Okay. Which just, uh, there's so, someone writing in. It, yeah, it's okay. someone writing in. Bob, I guess. It says, okay, this is it. Okay. My buddies and I have a tradition of going down to the local micro for pizza and beer every weekend and to talk or watch whatever game that's on. About a dozen years ago, we were just sitting around talking with a pitcher of beer and a couple of large pepperoni mushrooms when Ronaldo walked by. My friend Jimmy laughed at Ronaldo and made some funny remarks about his hairstyle. Ronaldo stopped and turned and looked at us, and I felt his piercing gaze for the first time. Well, the laughing and funning stopped right quick and we all started to feel mighty uncomfortable. That feeling got even worse when Ronaldo walked over to the table, grabbed the pitcher of beer, and then slowly poured it onto the floor. He then walked off without saying a word. After we all picked our jaws up off the table, we started to discuss what happened and what it all meant. Jimmy thought that it was some kind of allegory about drinking and what it leads to. My other friends had different ideas, but I didn't really know what to think. Then about a month later, it came to me that it was a, a cast your bread upon the waters and it shall come back twofold. You, you see, since the night that he poured out the beer, we had brought two pitchers to drink instead of one. Anyway, <laughs> just thought I should share life-defining moments. The nice cold has been good to me and has been helpful in preserving my precious <laughs> bodily fluids. <laughs> we need to bet these things. Okay, so Bob. Good. Thanks, Bob. Sincerely no, I think act that, like Bob. There it is. I uh, love it. I, you know, that it, it means that I mean, he touched a lot of people. You know what's nice is that, like, I totally, I thought the story was going somewhere else. I thought Bob was telling us something completely different. But what he got from it, like we were saying, is whatever Ronaldo says and does, it's it's to our own interpretation. Like, he, he got something completely different from what uh, I got from that. And it probably is just because it was meant for Bob and not for us. I think that's a lot of religions, like they say, it's like their, our scriptures are not open to private interpretation. And that's the opposite of what the nice cult is is it's completely open can, yeah to private interpretation yep okay well yeah thanks bob that was interesting and anyone who anyone else who has a life-changing defining experience uh with ronaldo dicaprio write in your experiences we welcome all of that we've had a lot of people write in so far and uh, we want to uh, just pass the word along. And honestly, the life of Ronaldo is so interesting that even if you thought they were just trivial experiences, they're going to be life-changing to someone. Please share them. So I say for the past 20, 30 years, eh, I'm pretty old. I have not been able to fall asleep without having something to take my mind off of it. I'm always thinking to myself, oh, you said the stupidest thing the other day and everybody thinks you're stupid i i start dwelling on those things if i do not 
have something to take that off. So I'll I'll watch TV shows or whatever, and I'll put on some music. I'll put on I'll put on something. It has to be a TV show or something. Something that just like completely deadens my brain. So the past, like this this month, is the first time that I have been able to sleep without having to put that on. Like I don't have like consistently. I don't have to have something on. I still do it out of habit sometimes, but. I don't have to have that on. And I think that's something's cleared up in my life. And I'm going to owe it to this cold. Mm. Uh, You know, one thing that uh, just looking at different cults and I think that we should institute, eventually we need to come up with a hymn uh, or a book of hymns. And so if anyone Mm. out there has experience doing that, we welcome any input because this is a cult we are building one belief at a time. And uh, one and would love to have some uh, hymns that show that show how uh, the nice cult and Ronaldo DiCaprio has blessed us. Okay, uh, do we have any uh, honorary memberships to uh, hand out this um, week? So so far we have so we have called these honorary members. They don't get a certificate, but we're and we're not endorsing them and. They're not endorsing us. These are just people that we recognize as having done good work. Yeah, and also, I mean, in our first episode, we realized that in order for a cult to do well, it has to have some famous members. Yeah. So this is a good way to go out and get them. So, so far we have two. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's a third one that I'd like to propose. But uh, Leonard Nimoy mm-hmm. was one, and we're not saying exactly what he did, but... I thought we had a link. He, he knows what he did. Yeah, he knows what he did. It involves Frodo, or it, it involves if it Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Okay, we'll we, we'll put a link there. Yeah. Um, we also have James Taylor for providing soundtrack to our uh, sonic experiences, yeah. and then I'm thinking Dionne Warwick. Oh, really? Uh huh. Mm. Tell us more. I mean, she wrote that. Uh, She's written some good songs. Is she the prayer. You Make Me Feel Like a Woman? You make me feel... No, I thought it was... It wasn't... Isn't she... In uh, good times, in, in bad, bad times. times. Oh. Oh, that's going to work. Okay. I thought she was the one that did Say a Little Prayer for You, you know? Say a little prayer for you. Yeah. Yeah. Look I'll be time. on your side. Uh, okay, let's not... We'll just Look say let's table times. that one. But I think next time we should have a... Uh, let's let's have someone we can put up. The person that we gets our honorary membership this time is George Michael. Although George Michael has a painted past, there are some things that he's done that make him deserving of this. And I think we should each say one thing mm-hmm. that that he's done. House Just, on Pooh Corner. Yeah. What? House well, on Pooh Corner. I don't know how I, I think Robin and I that that's, was that's Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> okay, then it should be Kenny Loggins. <laughs> George, George Michael. <laughs> I, I okay, think he exemplifies faith. faith. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so faith. Yeah. Yeah. And Nathan, you were mentioning. I I think um, that he was a good father figure. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was yeah. definitely a father figure to me. So. Uh huh. Yeah. And I think. The nice thing about him is that he helped you accept change. Like when I was a kid, 
it was it was really really bad to be gay like it was not a good thing but he was one of those people that helped me be like yeah Sorry. It's not as bad as I think it is. And, you know, and, and progress from there. So. Help me accept that. it and say, now, whatever. He may have his other issues. I don't know all of them. I don't know him personally, but he helped me change hmm. for the better. He always wanted to he, wake he you up the, before he... He you, had inspiring hair. Before you went. And he wanted to, to wake me up before I go-go. <laughs> <laughs> he, he also... He, <laughs> He also taught me to not be careless with my whispers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He actually was, all kidding aside, actually a really great uh, songwriter. Yeah. And really talented. Mm-hmm. Did he pass away or is he still? Yeah, yeah he passed okay. away. Oh, when was that? It was a few years ago. Mm. Okay. Well, he sounds great. Let's, let's, he's number three on the list. Okay, we'll, we'll put him there. All right. Okay. Awesome. If you have some suggestions, uh, please write those in as well. As to and why. Yeah, please. we, we no, need to no, have good reasons, something they've done. Maybe maybe one of them has ran into Ronaldo. There are a few of them that have. We haven't added them in quite yet, uh, but we will, and uh, we'll passed, tell the story. Then maybe they've run into him now. No. <laughs> in the next life. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that Ronaldo and him are singing singing hymns they're singing well i was gonna say footloose but that's kenny loggins too. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think maybe kenny loggins maybe another one we put in yeah. we're gonna have to put kenny loggins in there just for you don <laughs> uh, thank you okay well uh this is us signing off then right thanks yeah. guys right. thanks for yeah. joining uh for all you you lovers out there this is gunner saying goodbye bless you all uh, yeah, nice. Thank you for taking this highway to the danger zone with us. That's Kenny Loggins again. Guys, was the story a little bit too boring, or was it? Okay no, no, it I thought good? it was. I thought it was good, okay. and I loved his like what he uh, what he pulled from it. The I'm uh, well, <laughs> and we got two beers out of that. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult! So I was driving the other day from from my brother's house, and I was listening to some music. It was so horrible, guys. We don't have to add this in, but I'm still going to say it because it needs to be said. If you listen to 30 Seconds to Mars, just know that you are listening to some bad music. Nathan, if you like them, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that it's good music. I'm saying Jared Leto has something to say to all of us. Okay. He may have something to say, but I felt like it was so shallow. Like, I felt like it was a teenager that is feels like they're saying the most deep thing on earth. I felt like it was like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, only they weren't making fun of themselves. They thought that they were serious.
and they were a little punkier. Okay, we'll say that. They're a little punkier. His lyrics and the way that he puts the words together and like his like adding in all of a sudden someone's like, oh, the world is the world is so hard and it's so this and then and then it goes back into them screaming like yeah yeah it just made me want to vomit well, okay so maybe we should instead of just put it out there that we want someone to write a hymn anyone but jared leto and 30 seconds to mars yeah. sorry i i know if you like him it's all right to like someone that likes bad, like that does bad music it is fine. You know what? I actually sometimes like listening to Backstreet Boys, okay? I'm not going to lie. It's okay, but you need to admit it, okay? Yeah, you have to want it that way. It, admit that, you know what? These guys aren't the best. There's something about them that I like. That's fine. It's okay to like something bad as long as you admit that it is bad. <laughs> I wonder what Ronaldo's favorite music is. And I thought create... it was elevator music. We should create a playlist on Spotify of Ronaldo's favorite music. I think that's that's a good idea. And during those downtimes, those times when it's hard to sleep, you can put that on and just think of Ronaldo. And then you can you can put that on, and that could be the soundtrack of your day. You know, yeah. with you could like live in with uh, Ronaldo's spirit all day long.